The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode of That's So Retrograde is brought to you in part by our friends at Rainbow Optics. Rainbow Optics are our favorite mood-boosting color sunglasses. Head over to Rainbow Optics, that's R-A-I-N-B-O-W-O-P-T-X.com and enter promo code RETROGRADE for 15% off your order and a free pair. Ooh, namaste seeing the world in color. Yes, please do. Play the jingle. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to That's So Retrograde. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Simbari. You know what's really exciting about our intro? It's, Is that. No, tell me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I don't have any answers. I was just going to say, like, I never know what you're going to say. Uh-huh. So when you came with the uh, Matthew McConaughey. That was, that's actually a Valerie Cherish as oh, repurposed oh, by RuPaul oh, on Drag Race and wow. then brought here to our dear listeners here at That's So Retrograde. So glad I brought it up and I got a little education. <laughs> a little backstory. Yeah, really exciting Perfect. stuff. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, look, it's another beautiful day in L.A. Truly. I'm having a blessed day because I borrowed a car. Amen, sister. <laughs> yeah. We're about to get the hell out of Dodge. Oh, yes, guys. We are headed to our nation's capital. Washington, D.C. Because to we confront feel the president. There, there's a need of healing, so we're going to go right to the source. What if we just didn't do a live show and just picketed? What if we did a live show in front of the White House? I wonder what the security clearance would be around that, but we I feel like it's try. just the I'm open street. To it. That's true. We're you gonna know? we're gonna go check out all of the sites. Georgetown. Can't wait. Steph, so you filmed cute. a movie there at one time, I so did. you know what's up. Yeah. I went there as a young child and I remember going to the Hard Rock Cafe after the Natural Science Museum. Shall we revisit the Hard Rock? <laughs> I mean, it's the first thing on our wellness date list. We got some great Did you uh, ever go to the Fashion Cafe in New York growing up? No, but I was very and I knew all about it. Like I had a the birthday Naomi party Campbell there at the age of like, twelve. Amazing. And I feel like I wish you were my friend That's then because deal. you would have been like I used to watch this Canadian television show called Fashion Television. Anybody? Okay. Anyway, they Anybody? I remember I was enlightened as to what all things fashion cafe when they were at the opening and I it's like seared into my brain. Oh my god. It was they had all the um different models were uh, investors, much to like the Hard Rock and Planet Hollywood right. business model sure. of the nineties. Sure, Ugh. sure. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah, is it not there anymore? I think Hard Rock is still around. I saw them when I was in. I saw one when I was in Key West, and I was like, oh, cute. Okay, but not Planet Hollywood and not Fashion Cafe. I believe Planet Hollywood has. Is there's still the Planet Hollywood Hotel in Vegas? Okay, I believe. I could be wrong. It's so 90s. Hard Rock Hotel, obviously, is yeah. still in Vegas. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. Planet Hollywood, I think, changed to wherever Brittany does her show. I don't know. Okay. Too much information. Sorry, I'm asking a lot around of in my head right now. <laughs> I'm... I, I don't even know sometimes. You need to shway your brain. I know. Speaking of which, it's shway day today at That's So Retrograde, the long-awaited deep dive into the life-changing practice that has shifted our vibe. Oh, yeah. Clearing our spaces to clear out whatever's holding us back in this world. Mm-hmm. Or just getting in our fucking way. Exactly. Honestly. So we have Megan Wallace-James, uh, who has worked personally with both of us, mm-hmm. coming on the show later. But I thought in... Uh, 
in honor of today, and I know we didn't, we weren't able to, you know, we only had so much time to talk. We could probably could have talked for about four hours, but we, yeah. I thought it'd be nice if we talked a little bit about like some of the few things that you and I both personally did mm. in the world of being a lady baby mm-hmm. to help our spaces personally. Mm-hmm. Um, what you got, girl? What did I do? Yeah. In the shway of it all? Mm-hmm. Well, first things first, I got rid of a whole fucking bunch of shit. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even begin this way, and I feel like I've only really scratched the surface, but just in terms of starting to move the energy, I really, Megan inspired me to become a fucking savage when it comes to my attachments to my things. Yeah. And realizing how much was around me that I wasn't using and how heavy the energy in my apartment was. It's so nice because, you know, having come from like the closet clearing out world yeah. of of my past, mm-hmm. um, I would always try to like be in kind of like a bad mood when I was going through my closet. Oh, because it was just it like helps. a... Oh, it's that's just kind of because you're just, it, you can be very discerning and just kind of take it out on getting it out of your out of your eyesight you're doing like actor preparation thinking about all the worst stuff in your life and then like going to the closet exactly (laughs) and then something that i would always tell clients that that works that i kind of want to mention for you if there's some things like for instance it's summer right now yeah and it's kind of hard to predict what we're going to be vibing on fall winter obviously the attire is different yeah um Take a suitcase that you already have stowed away. Fill that with stuff that you're kind of lukewarm about. Yeah. And that way it's out of sight, out of mind. And then you can revisit it when it's seasonally appropriate and then decide. Well, it's funny you're saying that because Megan then just came over actually a couple days ago because we did the house and then today is the day that I'm going to do my clothes Mm -hmm. and she came over and like helped me go through everything and that was the one thing that I was having kind of an issue with because she's like you have so many sweaters and sweatshirts and I'm like well yeah I'm not wearing any of them presently but I'm not ready to say no to these things because I probably will want them in six months so and maybe in six months I won't but I'd but like to like have the, the option. option. Again, yeah. like we talk about shopping the closet, shopping your home. We talk yeah. about that in the conversation. This to me is is a great opportunity to shop the things you already have when it's seasonally appropriate. But it's also like when you look at your stuff and you're really looking at it from the point of view of like, do I really like even wear that? Like what I've noticed lately is I wear like six things and right. I want to be more like that like I want to have like six things that I love and if I have like a pair one thing she said is is like if you find a pair of pants that you like get two of them like it's smart to do that yes I mean you know in the in the honor of the one wear of it all yeah that's our whole vision is to have just a really streamlined options I just have like a very sort of I'm very cozy, comfortable person, but at the same time, I want to be more of like a refined lady baby. So what I'm working on in my closet is to have the things like this, like a t-shirt and jean shorts that I'm just like fucking around with. But then if I want to elevate a little bit, also have, you know, a couple cute dresses and like a jumper and just something that fits me, that feels good. It's also, okay. With like being a woman in a body where we're constantly battling against feeling confident in that, I realize that the number one thing that makes me feel not comfortable slash like fat sorry everyone but putting it in air quotes because I know I'm not obviously but it's a thing that we all go through is fucking jeans yeah like they just hit you in all the wrong places most unless you find that one or two like super cozy nice pair but when I put on a dress I'm like I'm amazing like I don't have anything sticking to me to make me feel like over 
weight. It's, yeah. So that is like what I'm mentally playing with in my mind, which is like wear clothes that make me feel free. Yeah. What was coming up for me was as you were talking was for you as you are getting rid of kind of your like clothes from your 20s and yeah. things you've just been holding on to is focusing on really luxe materials yes. that are just going to feel rich. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you have to spend a lot of money on it, yeah. but just that are going to well made and soft and cozy that totally. make you feel yummy. Yeah, exactly. I want to feel yummy. Oh my god. The other thing that I learned from Megan is just like and this is so dumb and everyone's probably listening like, okay, Steph, welcome to fucking being an adult, but I'm slow to the uptake. Um, <laughs> is really having a place for everything. You know, a lot of us have junk drawers. A lot of us have, you know, our bathrooms are filled with stuff. And I can't tell you the joy that I get knowing, like, every day I put my witch hazel in the same place. It's like the simplest little organizational tips have really changed the way that I flow through my mornings and even my evenings. beautiful. I feel the exact same. Um, Yeah, to that, one of the things that I got that felt very, like, weird and college choice, but she recommended I get a shower caddy to hang on the shower head. Yeah. To to take all the products off of the bathtub ledge and, like, everything's just in one place. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't fit on the caddy, then it goes in the the beauty closet. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, those little things of, like, moving things off the floor in general was a big takeaway that I had. Another thing, removing stickers, like, warning stickers that are on windows or, like, I did... um, I had the shelves that I just like went to Home Depot and got that were installed and they all came with stickers on it. So like I took the time to remove the stickers, got the goo gone, really like it's those little things that just make a space feel that much more special and clear. And then another thing that was really random that I would have never noticed had she not pointed it out was um, the pull cords on my lighting fixtures. So I had like the string ones that just had like a little metal thing at the bottom. I replaced those all with like uh, like rose gold beaded ones, like the Cute. beaded chains that you just get at Home Depot. It was like a $4 investment. Yeah. I wasn't tall enough to do it, so I had to ask my boyfriend to help. But again, it just like streamlined the space that you, everywhere you look, it just feels dialed in and totally. it feels put together and elevated and then your life then follows suit I believe so we have such an amazing conversation with Megan and thank you for everybody who helped us craft this episode with your amazing questions oh I was gonna ask you a question about the clothing because I want to I have like two bags and one of them I know is things that will sell like nice jeans Mm -hmm. and stuff that I know is actually worth something and then I have another bag that's kind of like it could but I know it's not like the wasteland uh, caliber. There's, so wasteland here in Los Angeles is like a higher end resale that they're very discerning over there. Discerning is a kind <laughs> word. They're cunts. Well, okay? I literally built my b- former business off of that experience, so I totally understand. Like I, but it's like for you, it wasn't your stuff. When you bring your stuff to wasteland, and they're like, they pick it up, they look at it like it's no, like it was of my shit. own stuff. It was me trying to like I built Closet Rich off of the fact that I hadn't found like a, a beautiful streamlined resale experience that felt good in my soul. Right. This is what I'm saying. It's like they pick up your clothes, they look at it, they like turn it upside down, they're like, ugh, and they throw it. And you're just like, wait, I wore that for like six years and it's like, it it was, you know, I just can't deal with the emotional fallout of them turning me down. Where should I go? Okay, so... Okay, do you care about the clothes? Are you just trying to get rid of them and getting them out of your space? What I want to do is if they're not going to 
I want to ideally purchase for money or store credit so I can like go in there right. and leave with a couple of I new things. I would take your your nicest stuff, bring it to Wasteland, okay. see what they say. Mm-hmm. Across the street, so I'm talking like Melrose area. Yeah. Um, across the street is a crossroads. Yeah. You can bring your stuff to crossroads, drop it off, they'll go through it, and then there's an option that whatever they don't choose will they can donate to a charity that they I work like with. That. So it's like out of sight, out of mind. And if you're not too precious about the stuff you're dropping off, that's a great option because it's just like you're done with it. Yeah. Well, so, I don't want any of it back. I just want to make some money. Some money. Yeah. So then there's that. And then hold on to a, je- a pair of jeans or two because Madewell, made you get, um, if you, we've talked about this on the show, if you buy a pair of jeans and when you're buying the jeans, you bring a pair in, they give you, I believe it's $20 off, dollars. 25 whatever, for a pair of Madewell jeans. And the, the donated jeans go to making um, home insulation. Great. But they only accept jeans, not shorts. And it only works for jeans, not shorts for the credit. Hot tip. Hot tip. Great. Great. So, guys, as we mentioned, we're going on a little trip, a friendship and wellness adventure cross country, our first East Coast show ever. This is a big deal. Which is. I'm- so excited. Monumental, no pun intended, because all the monuments in Washington came by. Hey, see you later. <laughs> Steph just left. She dropped the mic. Um, we are thrilled. We're going to be part of the District of Comedy Festival. It's coming out this Friday at 8.30 p.m. We're going to be at the Kennedy Center. Joining us, we have one of Steph's friends who's an incredible female comedian. Casey Balsham. And we have one of my dearest friends from growing up, Emily Todabush, who is a major force to be reckoned with when it comes to fighting for uh, health care and women's rights along with that. Uh, she's a fixture on the D.C. scene Ooh. and she's going to educate us about all things. And you might remember her. She, yeah, she talked to us when it came to uh, the election of 2016. Um, so who? Who? What? I don't know her at all. I don't all. remember that. Oh, <laughs> man. So uh, we cannot wait. So for all of you joining us on Friday, we can't wait see you so please come up and say hi um and i have to say i do feel more prepared in the packing realm than i normally do because i tend to zero tend to have trouble when it comes to um scooting around town and we're as we said we're looking forward to seeing the sights Mm -hmm. and i want to have like a a shoe that i can walk in walk a long way Mm -hmm. so i'm really excited that we're bringing our cute pointed toe rothies with us and it's like really fun because it's a dress up dress down situation so true which is really what's important here and so i'm planning on doing some walking yeah we want to have a walk adventure feel your intense yeah motivation from when you said that yes wow i want to get out there i want to see the things we'll go to the hard rock cafe Uh. we'll do all (laughs) the stuff and that's what i love about these shoes is they're soups comfy they're very comfortable it's almost like you're not wearing shoes in the best way and also you can wear them and feel good about yourself because you're doing something for the environment in that these shoes are made from recycled plastic bottles which is amazing and all of our listeners there's if you've seen on our facebook group they were talking about this far before we were even talking about them on the show because rothy's shoes are stylish sustainable and comfortable enough to wear all the time Mm -hmm. again a dress up dress down situation you can throw them in the wash which is another big plus 
Maybe I'll throw them in the wash before I pack. Oh, yeah, I'm maybe. Do that. Yeah, I stepped. Unfortunately, I stepped in a little bit of uh, mud in mine, and then I washed them, and they were good as new. Wow, I was nervous. Yeah. I was like, "What's like, going to we'll happen?" Test this out. Um, so, if you guys uh, are into scooting around town in comfy shoes, <laughs> I'm like, like living us, for you today. Thanks. <laughs> um, we've got free shipping and free returns and exchanges from Rothy's. Just head over to Rothy's.com. R O T H Y S dot com and enter retrograde for cute shoes and free shipping i love that namaste sustainable hey, hey. guess what day it is it's shui day. Shui day. the long-awaited feng shui episode the person who brought this into our lexicon in the realest way is sitting here with us angel to our homes and our souls mm-hmm Megan Wallace James, Aww. welcome Thanks to the show. Thank you for having me. It's really exciting because our first episode ever of That's So Retrograde was on this topic. And I feel like as this yeah. show has evolved, as Steph and myself, our own personal journeys have evolved, it just feels like time to have this conversation again let's go deeper and as you could tell by my home none of that information (laughs) stuck with me (laughs) you know it hits plateaus and then you have to revisit it right and i it's we were having this conversation a lot where it's almost like your wardrobe where all of a sudden you're like wait this isn't my sense of style anymore it's just time to do a complete that being said, we Makeover. still need to feng shui my wardrobe. <laughs> I know. We've got it booked, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, let's talk about your particular approach to feng shui. Well, it's funny. Today's five years for me in Los Angeles. Mazel tov. Thank you. And it feels so um, important to say that because I kind of got downloaded with feng shui when I moved here. Like, it's not something I picked to do. Mm. You came from a fashion background. Engineering and then fashion. Sure, as one does. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Manufacturing engineering, always wanting to work in fashion. I'm the oldest of four, and it was like, you're not studying fashion. But then I did. I went to Parsons for graduate school, and when we moved um, to Los Angeles, we moved from this two-bedroom apartment to a, a big home. And I was like, well, I knew it needed... I didn't know it was called feng shui, but like I started doing that anyways. Mm. Um... And it's just kind of gone from there. It's just kind of been downloaded into me. And I, I was studying Reiki, as one does. Um, <laughs> Same. <laughs> and on her reading list was this feng shui book. And we were reading it. I was on vacation. And I couldn't even sleep. I All I wanted to do was get home to really feng shui the house. Because now I had a word for what I had been trying to access and what I had been trying to do. Mm. And I was just on fire about it. And it hasn't stopped. And so still I'm like, is this really what I'm doing? But it's what I'm doing. And I'm really... You know, so grateful for this. I really That's so cool. Science. Appreciate your practical application. Like everything um, that your philosophy kind of revolves around is super digestible and sensible. It's not rocket science, right? right? Like if your house is clean and orderly and beautiful, life is going to work better. So it is a really grounded science. And you can take it into a very esoteric spiritual realm. But most people, when we start, we're like, we just have to clean up 
your house. You came in my house. Like, I would love to help you, but you need to get rid of half of your shit. And when you did those like, videos, my brother was like, who's that girl? <laughs> What's going on? What are all those shoes? I'm like, I know, I know. But that's like, that's the first pass of it. Totally. I mean, and it's, it's, you can't put a crystal on top of that. And third pass. Yeah. I know. Well, you got to meet people where later. they are. Right. And I think that's the cool thing. But you got the transmission you started doing it right you, like, you were up in the middle of the night yeah cleaning out your stuff i mean that's pretty that's pretty cool no but you Can have you that you have that gift where you just yeah. oh, you okay. just come in and you like take your little like magic eye and you're like this needs to happen and you like transferred it to us we both became fucking obsessed well so, and it doesn't go away i had yeah. someone um I had worked with this woman maybe a year ago, and um, now actually her boyfriend's making custom furniture for my consultancy, and he said, you know, she hasn't changed. I kept waiting for her to stop, but she, <laughs> she's, she's just a different person, and he said, you know, she's a lifelong seeker, and nothing has really, like, flipped a switch in her, so he's like, I will happily make furniture for people, you know, with you, because I just... Like, it, I don't even know what it is or what happened, but she's different and not in a bad way, you know, not the fundamental nature, but their home's a completely different home. Yeah, there's something about when you um, are mindful about your space mm-hmm. and um, move out all of the things that might be cluttering it, the clutter in your brain follows suit and there's yeah. a, another level of ease and grace that you can approach throughout the day at least that's what I've found like everything fe- seems to just like move in a more streamlined fashion mm-hmm. since I like really doubled down in the and as I've talked about on the show like the the home project of it all was like a, a six-month process and you kind of came in at the end which was so exciting because you know when Steph was working on the Reiki of it all back last year Mm -hmm. I had said that I really wanted to get into feng shui and I I was just curious about it it's something that is so interesting to me and then it's almost like you've just plopped in like ask for what you need and will appear absolutely I think most almost anyone I work with is already doing this work they might not call it feng shui um and not all of it is feng shui but it's either aligned or it's not and if you want to move to a new realm you have to have that desire and then you call in support and what's going to be the tipping point you know where a lot of us are seekers and we're we're layering on the modalities this to me really jumped everything else i was doing forward and that's why i i do it yeah not because i don't think the other things aren't important too but it is a, then an outward representation of all of the inner work that you're doing which is really reassuring when you come home at the end of the day to be like oh I am growing. Mm. You know, I'm making strides here. So you walk into a space and you assess it, you're feeling it, you're seeing it. Talk Mm -hmm. to us about, like, sort of your philosophical approach and then how you physically start to tackle that with a person. I don't, I think I've always seen things and I'm highly visual. I, I think that's the, even with the engineering, it was all about efficiency and patterns and I would be working in factories and a lot of the improvements I would make on the factory line would be outside of anything else going on of like Norm could really use a chair or you know <laughs> yeah li- li- little things obvious things that then make such a huge difference so I've always seen that and I see in metaphor so when I walk in I can kind of read where the person is stuck mm. and then I start to look for what would be the easiest layers to start to peel off a big indicator is can you even get in through the front door? I mean, you've got to get energy in, and a lot of people have um, 
you know, they go on autopilot walking into their home or in Los Angeles, they're not even using their front doors. And that's maybe for guests or the delivery guy, and you don't even see what's out there. Mm. And so it starts from there. We've got to get it in, and then we've got to circulate it. And then you just start to... I, I have people write with a pen and paper, as you guys know, and I just kind of start to throw out anything and everything, and they write it. And then at the end, we kind of go through what are the top things that we that would really stack the deck after we've been through the whole property. And that's kind of the final vision of what's going to make a big difference. So it's first. based on this thing that we have in front of us, which yeah. is called a bagua. My bagua postcards. Not to be confused with the bagwan. <laughs> which is a different <laughs> spiritual entity. Yes. Um, so take us through what we're looking at here. Well, the Bagua is an energy map for feng shui. And there's different schools of feng shui. Mine's more based, I call what I do modern feng shui, because it is rooted in this Bagua that we're looking at, but then it kind of goes where it needs to go. Um, and in Western feng shui, you use the front door as a point of orientation. So wherever you walk into a property a home, a room, a piece of furniture, you know, you can orient yourself and um, I'm not really answering your question. You take a a plot of land or a room or whatever you're going to feng shui and you divide it into nine equal areas and each area has its own name and correlation and then it gets into material elements and colors and times a day and and it goes really deep. I kind of stick with colors and materials as we get going. Okay. But then when there's health stuff, you can really get into body parts and people, and it's fascinating. So that's what this is. It's it's on my website. A lot of people use it. I've given the Bagwas certain names that, that speak to my modality, but this is something that exists in the world of feng shui. It's, it's not something I've developed. Feng shui has been around for 4,000 years. But we do use the front door to orient, and you walk in, and then you get situated. Did that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Some people, I feel, I've asked them if they've, like, shwayed their house, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, it's not a perfect square, so it's hard. Like, what do you say to that? There's so much fear and worry about that. I mean, yeah. very few people live in a perfectly I mean, symmetrical house. That's, like, not a thing. You guys actually both do. Right. Yeah. So I can't let mine go. We're both in this conversation. Let's not I talk know, about that. I know. <laughs> but that's not... I mean, there's so much you can do, and that's really where me working with someone helps because I have to see what part is missing, what are the correlations happening. Like in my last um, home, the love corner was missing a huge hunk. It had the laundry room and then a staircase leading down to the trash cans. And it was like, that was (laughs) not far. (laughs) It was true. And and I did a lot to kind of cure it and fix it and um, flipped it around. And, and that's when you get into, you know, you can do so many different things, but you basically want to bring it back into the perimeter or declare a perimeter. And one of the best ways to do that is with landscaping. Oh. Um, so I like to say a lot of feng shui doesn't cost money. Sometimes with it just depends on, are you renting? Do you live there? What corner's missing? Why? What's happening? It's all, I mean, there's no absolutes. Right. But it's, I, I like that you say it's workable. It's always workable. And if, you know, if you're supposed to move, you will. My biggest feng shui question, that's something that I recently came to, was that you're not supposed to have mirrors in your bedroom. Yeah, there's a lot of mirror talk and going like, what's on. The deal with me- hey, what's the deal with what's mirrors? The deal with mirrors? <laughs> and again, this is, um, this is my opinion on things. So these are, you know, you can, you can Google this and find 10 different answers. 
I think your the, word is God, and we will not be <laughs> researching anything think, else. <laughs> bedrooms are really sacred space. Yeah. And um, so in feng shui, mirrors double. So okay. whatever mirrors get a bad rap in the bedroom for three reasons. One, as you're falling asleep, if you have trouble falling asleep and you're running through what's going on in your life, the mirror doubles that. You know, um, if you're having nightmares, the mirror doubles that. If you're having issues in relationship with infidelity, there's literally double the people in your bed. Also, it's just bouncing around energy. Mirrors reflect light. And I mean, all these people have all these electronics in their bedroom. Now that's all doubled. It's just a lot of energy. The bedroom's supposed to be a really yin room, like a really... Fucking and resting. That's what I say. It should be for for sleeping or fucking only. And so... Why do you, I mean, and then people get into, well, you know, mirrors and sex and, okay, fine. But if you're going <laughs> Put to... Put it on wheels, guys. <laughs> or, you know what? Some people do have mirrors they can't move. Sure. A lot of these apartments have built-in like mirrors sliding on the wall. Door. Yeah. Sometimes I have clients who are having big issues and we do take off the doors and we hang curtains and we just soothe it out or throw a scarf over it if it's not a big visual deal to you that at night your dresser's covered with like a beautiful scarf. But... If you can't avoid it. I like I like bedrooms empty. I mean, we emptied yeah. out both of your rooms. Literally, she left my <laughs> yeah, house and I took my bed apart yeah. by myself and threw it away piece by piece. And did it feel good? So It feels so good in there. Yeah. It's really much calmer. More sleeping and more fucking. There's not any fucking, but there's tons okay, of sleeping well, happening. Well, that's another part of the modern <laughs> modality that we can get into. <laughs> I'm feng shuiing myself from the inside out. There you go, girl. Removing past dick by dick. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> think about all of the energy that yeah. um, beds carry. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, throw mirrors in the mix and wires into the mix. And I remember I know. had that painting that had three, it had uh, two two big zebras and one, one or three big zebras. <laughs> I hate that painting. <laughs> I love it. Well, no, it looks good now that it's in my, my living room. I know. I still wish we could paint it kimono. But let's not go there. Oh no! Yeah, no. We're that's that's tricky too when you live in a rented space and you're not allowed to. Like, I can't make any amendments to my colors. I mean, we do what we can do, right? Nobody has like 100% perfect feng shui, right? Because it's not possible. I think if you can get to like 70, you're doing great. Yeah, yeah. And and where in the house does it really matter? Yeah, where does it really matter? Depends on uh, you know. A lot of people um, are entrepreneurs now and living and working at home, so your office better be on point and um, your bedroom. I mean, sleep is everything, right? And then health in the kitchen, or just depends on what you have going on. I have sons, so their room I like really. You know, it's also in my love corner, so it's you know works for them, works for me. But um, you just have to decide because once it gets rolling, it kind of takes on a life. Of its own. Sure. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like once it starts, it's like now I, when my bathroom floor is like a little dirty, like I clean it immediately. Like I do all my dishes immediately. It's like once everything around the space that usually collects sort of the clutter mm-hmm. isn't cluttered, then you're like, it stands out so much and mm-hmm. you can't let, like let it stay like that. And I think women in particular, the environment speaks to us. Like we're notice, we're taking in everything. Yeah. I remember my ex-boyfriend used to always just take off his clothes, throw them on the floor, and would, like, never notice. He would, like, literally walk over it. And I'd be like, do you not see... He doesn't. He, and he'd be like, oh, no, I didn't see it. I'm like, how do you exist This as is a why human? we all have to read the Queen's Code. <laughs> right. Oh, you were saying that. Yeah, what book is this? This is by Alison Armstrong. It's okay. been around for a while. I was just called to... to you've got to go to this website, and we, we should put it in the show notes, because it's really... 
men and women interact with space differently. And these are broad stereotypes, but it's more of like how the masculine energy and the feminine energy interact with space. And they are not the same. That makes complete sense. Of course. But to have some concrete evidence, yeah. evidence and <laughs> philosophy um, around it. Exactly. Yeah. It's really informative to me because I'm um, always wanted to build a brand that would not be gender specific. Mm. And so I am working with more men and I want to know how to really communicate in a way that that works for them. Very cool. I'm going to take a break from this enlightening feng shui conversation. Happy shui day. Happy shui day. To give love to uh, one of our lovely partners for today's show. I love that. Chosen Foods. Yummy. A San Diego-based health food company best known for starting the avocado oil craze. Oh, well, thank you guys. They offer a variety of healthy fats and clean label products like avocado oil mayo and avocado oil-based salad dressings. By bringing people back into the kitchen, they are helping people on their wellness journeys through the promotion of natural, real food made with clean label ingredients. Talk about kitchen shui. Yeah. There's nothing more uplifting than having a stock cabinet of items that are going to help elevate your culinary vibe. So true. And I have to say, Chosen Foods, I've had a few incredible discoveries within their range of offerings. Oh, we've had some nights. We've had some nights, which Steph, the other day, <laughs> I feel like we really took it to a new level. I had no food in my house except for one of those Trader Joe's cauliflower crust mm -hmm. so I sprayed it with um, their olive olive oil spray which is a, a amazing quality it's olive really oil. good it's so good um, followed the heating instructions and then after and then put um, some herbs on it and all that fun stuff took it out and then used their their chili sesame finishing oil yeah. afterwards and it was so good. It reminded me of oh, salt and pepper. There obviously. was this restaurant growing up called Ernesto's and they used to serve that exact kind of thing. Obviously it was like real bread, mm -hmm. but it was like nope. It was like kind of pizza like with no cheese and just herbs and spices as their bread offering. And that's yeah. what it reminded me of. But I will say that I'm so obsessed with the chosen foods olive oil spray that after she served it, I was just I took the olive oil spray out of the kitchen into the living room <laughs> and was just spraying additional and olive oil. Actually, some of the dressings and marinades <laughs> using that as a dipping too. It was like a full yeah, spread. I really had a moment. We're big fans over here, and actually a lot of our listeners um have because I posted a picture with the that sesame chili oil, which is my obsession. Mind blowing. Had like four people be like, that is the holy grail in my kitchen. Yeah. So you guys all need to get on board. Uh we have fifty percent off of your order of ten dollars or more. Your first you, order. Your first order. I'm sorry, chosenfoods.com slash TSR. Use promo code retrograde. Again, that's fifty D five zero percent off your first order of ten dollars or more. Promo code retrograde at checkout and um you guys just go on your oil journey. Chosenfoods.com slash TSR. We'll see you there. Right. Now back to the interview. Yay! We have been obviously talking about our own personal experience for quite a while and as a result we had a lot of questions from listeners i know that was so exciting um, so we want to get to them because okay. they're uh great questions um in particular i think that this is across the board so many of us deal with limited space yes what are your tips for a studio apartment and um Let's start there. So there yeah, was a, that was a two-part question. I feel like it's a two-part. Let's yeah. go with that one first. Yeah, I mean, I've done a lot with... Um, I base my consultancy off of time, not space. So we, a lot of my, my clients live in smaller spaces, and we can just really fine-tune it. And so um, 
I mean, I think with that, you guys say I'm kind of savage with stuff. I mean, I think you have Full to be savage. You have to I be. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's out of love, and you know, I always say, take what you want to take. But um, you've got to be ruthless when you don't have a lot of space, and you really have to get clear on what's in there and why is it in there and how is it serving you and. Um, You've got to put a lot of systems into place. I think that's where the project controls engineering like comes in an overdrive. Um, I like to repeat a lot of elements in a small space to make it feel larger. I think the biggest thing I see is too much stuff, which you can't get around this in feng shui. You've got to manage the clutter, and you've got to do that by... Um, I, I don't know, like the Marie Kondo, does it bring you joy? Like, do you want it in here? Are you using it? Who else could you give it to? I mean, I think that living for the future of one day you might need this thing or like this reminds you all these magic talismans are not really serving you and you guys have seen when you can let go of layers of stuff you leave so much room for clarity and intuition and then you're not you're you're moving forward so i'd say okay one purge two um Get things off of the wall. Often everyone will have everything shoved against the wall. Like and furniture. Exactly. It'll okay. just be, you know, say it was a rectangle. Everything's on the wall. So then you walk like a in. Border. <laughs> a border. Because they want that open space. Yeah. But what happens is the energy comes in through the front door and then it shoots right out. Say there was a bank of windows. It really has nowhere to go. Mm. And in feng shui, we talk a lot about like a nice meandering stream of energy. So it needs to have things to interact and play with. And so that can help you start to create nooks and areas. And then you can use the bagua to be like, well, where would I, since I do have this limited space and I do have a limited number of pieces of furniture, you can really stack the deck and you can really align your space really easily because you can be like, oh, I want my desk in abundance or my desk in creativity. You can look at the materials and it becomes this really beautiful puzzle. And also then you can switch it up. I mean, you'll start to feel in right away. So I'd say minimize be really ruthless have it things that um, inspire you and then just play around with it see how it feels add some life too. Um, get a beautiful plant get some fresh produce just keep it keep it flowing you also had me get rid of anything that i was storing things in plastic which i think was very important I like everything to be really beautiful and really tactile, and I talk a lot about a signature basket or just some kind of signature storage unit where does it have to be Tupperware bins? Right. I, mean, I got um, bins from Ikea, okay. and uh, I but I got, they're all uniform. So right. that was the, a great solution for me, so mm -hmm. just that it looks throughout the space it just matches yeah so I mean, even you can though move that them there's around. bins exactly they're just the same anywhere you look and i loved that it was like yes. it seemed like a weird choice i didn't notice any bins in your house with well, you don't even see exactly them. Ooh. they're um the like raffia looking ones from ikea yeah, I mean, I like Ikea, I like Container Store, because they're always going to have those certain things. But when you do that, and you, because storage is, um, utilizing your storage really well in a small space is paramount. But I believe it has to be inspiring when you open it. It can't be this clusterfuck. And then you open it, because you know that energy is there. Um, you know it's right there. So if you can open it, and you have storage within storage, and I know this can sound kind of anal, but then you have a home for everything. Because once you have a home for everything that you're bringing into your home, you don't get clutter anymore. And then right. when you know where things are, it's, it's a revelation. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. And a lot of us live in like big, hectic, crazy cities. And so if you can make that home so 
smooth and running itself and then it becomes really clear when you need to do a purge or you need to clean it or whatever's going on because the house is kind of then running on a rhythm that it wasn't before Mm. so then i think a lot of our listeners in addition to having limited space Mm -hmm. we're all like kind of going for like a second-hand situation so like craigslist or vintage or whatever the case may be what is your uh recommendation mm-hmm. for clearing secondhand furniture, getting rid of the old energy, absolutely, all that type of thing. Well, I think ba- feng shui gets a bad rap and a lot of people assume that I'm going to tell them they need you know thousands of dollars of new things. And I'm a single mother, like I totally, I'm so grounded in this that you should use what you have, you should shop your home. Um, and then when you do find those pieces... Sage them off, ideally before they come into your home. Also check for termites because, I mean, so much of this wooden stuff, I mean, like, just be careful. Um, But get the backstory if you can. You know what I mean? Like, if it's, hey, where did this piece come from? Where did this Zed gallery desk come from? (laughs) I mean, if you can. I mean, and then just do you really love it? Like, don't just, it's okay to live with it a little empty for a while and feel into that. That can feel really freeing and create a lot of space where... You don't need to get that desk today. You could wait a few weeks and find the right piece. It also help you manifest exactly what it is you want. And get really clear on, okay, well, okay, and you use the bagua. It's going to be here, okay, and then that tells me I want a wood desk. You know, and you can go from there. But reupholstery, saging, painting. I mean, there's lots of little things you can do to personalize it. And if it is in a small space and you do have a tight budget like you really should make it feel really sacred to you on um in whatever way that you can i love that okay what about um this is one that comes up the the direction of the bed mm-hmm. um a lot of people have smaller spaces and right. so Ideally, what would be the bed direction? And then what happens if it can't, I guess, would be the follow-up. So ideally, in feng shui, we talk about a power position. And it's for any... um, I love that power position. It's for any um, important piece of furniture. And you want a nice, solid wall behind you, which can be tricky in these -hmm. these old buildings, right? So many doors and windows. Solid wall behind you. um, And you can see the door, but you're not in line with the door. That is ideal. Okay. What do you mean you're not in line with the door? You don't want that energy that comes in through the door. So picture doorways as portals for energy. Okay. Windows, too. So if you see a stream of energy, you don't want it hitting against the bed. Someone's having hip issues. We look, and the door's right by their bed where their hips are. Or there's a ceiling fan. You know, you can start to look at where's the energy being directed at their body that over time adds up and is and is harsh. Wild. I know, and then feet out the door is called coffin position, yeah. which is really creepy sounding. So you shouldn't be facing the door with your feet. Ideally not. I'm going to take a break from this enlightening feng shui conversation. Happy shui day. Happy shui day. To give love to uh, one of our lovely partners for today's show. This new perfume that I've been Ooh, messing with. Do tell. Uh, well, it's called Skylar. And it's like delightful fragrances that are completely natural and free of parabens. And that's all I care about at this point is what I'm inhaling and what I'm putting on my body. I'm so sense sensitive. Like I will walk into a department store and immediately have a sneezing attack or get a migraine. And like usually when, you know, oils and all that, like I have to be so careful. 
so a mindfully crafted uh, scent brand is something that definitely caught our eye. Well, they come in four scents. There's arrow, coral, isle, and meadow. And I'm really obsessed with the isle. That's what I spray on me every day. Me too. That's the one I love. It's really good. And it's I, like a clean, dewy, fresh scent that is really nice. It kind of has like a somewhat uh, musky undertone. And that's like what I look for in everything. But without being overbearing. It's almost like if Abercrombie perfume was like not perfume and now. That's totally. like what it smells like to me. And what's interesting about like the, so it's a website where you can get it mm-hmm. and it's like the direct to consumer thing. So it's kind of challenging. You don't know what things are going to smell like when you're buying it online. So they offer a sample palette that gives you a chance to experience all four scents that they offer before committing to buying one scent or more. Um, so you can try Skylar risk-free with a happiness guarantee that offers free returns within 30 days. So why don't you just go exploring, you guys? It's Skylar, S-K-Y-L-A-R.com. And if you just do that slash retrograde, you will get a sample palette with free shipping and you'll get a $20 credit towards your next full-size perfume purchase. That's Skylar, S-K-Y-L-A-R dot com uh, with a slash retrograde. Check it out. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Let us know which scent suits you. A rosy discovery, in my opinion. And with Skylar, good scents come naturally. Now back to the interview. Yay! Back on the smaller space tip. Yes. We had, had a great question about creating different space, spaces within the space. So like right. a place for relaxation, for product, productivity. Right. How do, like I find, like personally, like mm-hmm. where my desk is right now, weird. It's in my abundance corner. Mm-hmm. I don't feel productive there. There's something sticky. Okay. Um. So when we have when we're creating these spaces, like how do we best utilize these it's little called compartments? Summer. Right. <laughs> no, and I mean, um, I like to have furniture that I can move around a lot right. um, and rearrange it and see what happens. I mean, there's a, an instantaneous factor with feng shui, but then there's also a time release. So Definitely. within like three weeks, three months, you just start to feel into it. And sometimes what works for one period doesn't for the other. And a lot of that, I'm like, well, it's your home. It's your stuff. Like, you feel into it. I will totally like just text me a picture. I'll support you. But you know your space. You know what you need to get done. Um, did you move it so your win- uh, the windows are to your back? No, it's facing the windows. It's facing the windows. Behind the French doors. Okay. So you scooched it up. Yeah. Yeah, so now like all of that creativity is like, going right out the window. Mm, interesting. So it's a lot of times creating container, and yeah. that's where window treatment... I, I've talked about window treatments more in the last few years than I ever thought possible, but we need to get the good energy in, we need to circulate it, and we need to contain it. Mm. So window treatments are a must. And you put up curtains there, right? Yeah, yeah just so it's not all going right out the door. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's where the one-on-one work really yeah. comes in, and we can do it remotely or we can do it in person, but... That's where we can use the bagua, use what you have. Once you've done that big purge, then we can really align the space for what needs to happen. And then it can be modified as you want. I feel like I, you know, it's fun to be able to mix it up and feel into it. And not feel like married to something. No, but it is nice to create those nooks. And that's where don't put everything against the wall because then the energy is just shooting right out. Give it a couch to interact with or um, a, a plant or 
you know, a set of chairs. And this is where we talk about love when you want to cultivate love in your space, like two, two of things, duality, place for partnership, like not one chair, you know, two. So starting to think about if my, you know, divine partner, my lover were over, where would we want to go? What would we want to do and set the house up for that? Set the house up for whatever you want to happen. Right. Yeah. That's what my next question was going to be. Yeah. Like, how do we use this modality to manifest? We've, Hashtag. Hashtag manifest. I mean, you've got to, um, I don't know, a couple years ago, I kept saying like, this is a portal for manifestation. It's literally like a a living vision board. Mm. So everything you need to pay really, that's where that savage, ruthless energy comes in. What is your art communicating? What are any of, where are your emotional triggers lying in your house? So you've purged, right? You've cleaned out. Well, what bothers you and why? I remember I was living very, very minimally, um, and I had this, I had bought this brand new, like, Japanese um, chabudai dining room table. But, and it was right in the middle of the home, which is the health area. And I had put two candelabras on it. And they're beautiful, and I had sourced them, but I had sourced them for my wedding. So here I am divorced, and I've got these, like, blazing, you know, three tapers each right in the middle of the home. And as beautiful as they are, and as much work I had put into finding them and shipping them, and they were still reminding me of my failed marriage. So I couldn't have them there. And that's the kind of stuff where it really mm. doesn't matter the story behind it. The subconscious, the subliminal message every day was like, those were at your wedding and you're not married. And they had to go. And right. so that's the kind of stuff where you can start to be like, well, I don't want that energy in my space. So I want to cultivate. Then you just start to play around and and um, use it as a sandbox, right? So what do I want to happen here? How can I set it up with what I have now for that to happen? And that's pretty common sense stuff. If yeah. you want to be, um, I just wrote this article about, you know, we're all calling things in and we're all saying that we're really ready for those things. So for partnership, for example, um, you know, your person's coming to your house tonight for dinner. And so are you really ready? Mm. Like, would you want your... And it's not about faking who you are or putting on a, a show. I'm talking about, like, the deep blocks that are there to um, getting what you want. So if your house is a shithole and, like, there's no <laughs> fresh food, the guy doesn't have a parking permit, like, you haven't changed your sheets, like, you've got stuffed animals and, a t- like, whatever's going on in your life, like, you have to really start to think about the messaging there. And if you got what you wanted, are you ready for it? And that's where we do a lot with style and clothing, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, dress for the job that you want. Right. Like, live in the space that that you want. So if you're trying to have a baby, where's the baby going to sleep? And you don't have to right. set up a faux creepy nursery, <laughs> but you can start to say, like... Well, this would be the baby's room, so I guess I should take all of this other stuff out of there. Right. Maybe the internet router doesn't live in the baby's room. Maybe the closet can become kind of a quiet space where I can start to, if I see something really sweet and I want to feel into that that's going to be the next phase of my life, I can buy it and wash it and put it in that closet. Mm-hmm. So then it's this very sacred, private um, way to create space in your life. You can't. And that's where clutter, I'm, I'm so crazy about it, and almost anyone who does this work is because clutter is saying to the universe that you have more than enough. So you want more money, you want more love, you want more health. Well, you can't even manage what you already have. Right. That was the biggest thing with it's the really storage of it all, how yeah. you said it should always never be at its max. You should always have space for more. 
I so love powerful. That. Yeah. You mentioned yeah. the router. Okay, I want to talk yeah. about loose tech because I feel like yes. this is an issue yeah. that we in this day and age have loose to deal tech. with. I love. That. I haven't heard that phrase before. Loose tech, me neither. The bane of the existence, I think. Steph's um, been like compulsively braiding her pigtails. I, I love it. No, it's, I do it now because I need a haircut. It's feng shui like my that. head. Feng shui your hands. Um, <laughs> we want to keep wires out of bedrooms because that's not sexy or sleep inducing. I just, I mean, number one, I just don't like appliances. I think that's a very personal thing. Like, I don't like to see them all over the kitchen counter. Right. I'm just more Amish in my approach to life. <laughs> so that's me. But I get, like, what's important to you. But does it all need to be out? Right. Does it all need to be plugged in? Exactly. I don't want to come home and be wired. I want to chill. Right. But that's where I'm at. And, um... You know, with my little guys, I don't want them plugged into a bunch of stuff. So I want a model that I'm not either. That's my choice. And and some people have, you know, their music studios in their house or they just have different responsibilities. But where you can minimize that, um, it just seems to be healthier. We're so plugged in all of the time. What like, about like having our router plugged in overnight? I mean, that's a Shiva Rose thing, right? Yeah. And we've all... Um, I. I sleep better without it, but I mean, we live in LA. There's a million other routers plugged in. So is it a placebo? I don't know. It just feels kind of nice to disconnect fully. Disconnect. And that's, you know, where we start to layer in ritual and rhythm around the house. And what are your daily anchors? What are you doing when you first wake up? What are you doing when you go to bed? Right. How does technology factor into that? Or do you want it to? Mm-hmm. How are you, you know? And, and that's where you set up the house to really mirror that. Um, I, I hope that answers. Yeah, no, that makes But it's a personal sense. it's a personal thing. Um somebody asked about poisonous arrows in Feng Shui. This is a term I've never heard. Poison arrows. These are sharp edges, they're corners. Mm. Um so the energy is flowing, right? So if you have a really um that's where beams get a bad rap, ceiling fans get a bad rap. They lower the energy. They like hit you over the head with the energy. So a corner is just a sharp corner that th- therefore directs the energy. So if your desk that you're having trouble working at, if you looked and there was something angled right at you, mm-hmm. you might you might feel it. Okay. Um and that's where I think also people say um people all these feng shui people <laughs> round leaf plants are just they're softer energy you just want to create like um sensuality is a huge part of my consultancy and i want everything to feel really like sensual and sacred and safe and dreamy in this space so a lot of sharp corner sharp edges don't achieve that so where can you have more round edges where can the energy more meander than come barreling at you mm. That makes a lot of sense. And that's where mirrors, too, because mirrors will bounce energy. And yes. mirrors, so you just start to so play the game the with it. So the best place to have a mirror? We talked about where not yeah. to, but that well, was something that was, like, tripping me out. Well, mirrors are practical, mm-hmm. so we need them in certain places, right? And, you know, the vanity. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, mirrors work best in life path because mirrors are considered a water element. Life path is front and center. If your home were perfectly symmetrical, it'd be the the area of the home that you walk into which also makes sense to have a mirror and kind of check your makeup before you come and go also when the energy comes in bounce it around i think the biggest thing with mirrors is we don't need too many of them right unless you have a dark place with lots of weird angles or something and you really need to direct the energy and these i'm talking about legitimate mirrors not these little 
eight-sided mirrors. Like, those don't really factor into what I do. I don't like the superstitious angle of feng shui. It's just more of um, a mirror should be beautiful. It should have a positive connotation. It should reflect something beautiful um, or direct the light. But ideally, you look into a mirror and you see doubled back of something really lovely, like a a gorgeous view Mm. or a big, beautiful plant, not the toilet. Right. Um, So you just... You know, a lot of times people just have so much stuff and mirrors are a really easy thing. Do we really need that mirror there? Is that really benefiting the space? And then there's the school of thought, which is interestingly controversial in the the feng shui community of a mirror over a heat source, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. So, for instance... I used to have a mirror over my stove, and I did a lot of research on that. And it you was did? like a divided. They're like, this is where the feng shui community really divides. And there's a lot of strong feelings in feng shui. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, do you want a mirror over your stove? Like, it was just that... really it bounced off the light from the right. opposing window, and it just mm-hmm. kind of like opened up the space at the time. But it's no longer there. So like, I just say like I I wouldn't put something up that made zero sense. If you're in this narrow galley kitchen and you needed the mirror to feel like you you know you were cooking for hours and you like needed a view and the mirror, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean I don't know. They say um, mirrors are uh, pardon stoves, ovens are a big sign of prosperity. So some people want to double the burners. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, to each his own. To each his own. That makes sense. I kind of always come back to um, form over function. Maybe that's the fashion girl in me, but I'm like, I want it to look really good. I don't want to walk in and see like red ribbon and little mirrors and jades. Right. Yeah, you definitely and took like a, a lot little of my tchotchkes t- away. <laughs> tchotchkes, yeah, yeah. I'm like a tchotchke idiot. You had like seven Buddhas. I know. Well, <laughs> when you need it bad enough. <laughs> um, another controversial thing. A Buddha shui. garden. <laughs> You're like, there's a lot of Buddha <laughs> symbolism. <laughs> And those two um, two penises in the barrels. That is so. That is weird. Okay, I got a penis in a barrel from my old hairdresser in New York. (laughs) What is that? That that, she tried to give you one. You're like, yeah, it's that little like African art thing where it's like looks like just like a dude with a barrel and you take the barrel and like his dick gets hard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you did try to give that. I have two of them. It's the weirdest thing. Anyways. Nobody cares not, about that stuff. Um, no, but that's yeah. speaking to the metaphors of like, what's in your space? What is it about? Yeah. How so is that? many rogue, scary dicks. Yeah. I mean, when I first was <laughs> when I first was single, I had three of everything because it was me and my two sons, and I kept meeting all of these guys in open relationships, and I like added a fourth Eek. or took it to two, and it stopped. Swear wow. to God, and that stuff happens all the time with my clients. Where if there's a very visual huge ass metaphor it's gonna play out because you're seeing it all of the time and that's like the magical mystical part that i live for i also just feel like i i when you identified like okay this is your bedroom this is like the love corner i like had had my laundry basket there you were like that can't go there and then i just put like one pink candle there yeah and when i light the candle i like visualize it it is it's like a fully integrated kind of experience where it's like even if it's not there it's like i know what i'm putting into that that area or my love corner we had realized that the chair that was there the bottom of it was <laughs> it says bottomed and out you're like and i was like i'm gonna move the chair and you're like great i was like but i should put it on the street right you're like yeah i don't think yeah. we want any area of your life to be bottoming out no and that's you know Wait, i said that on the chair no the, the chair, bottom was the literally bottom missing the chair was missing she had so like covered. i found what? this chair on the street found it brought it in i brought it in brought it back out and i put like a little like sheepskin moment on but like it you would sit down and your ass would 
go through the chair. Yeah. Oh, you so, just were like it was like a, a trick chair. It was, a, it was a, you know, it was a free a, a free chair that I got off the street, and it's like I got rid of all the street furniture that I acquired. That yeah. was a big thing, like throughout my twenties. You know, that's one of the fun things in LA. People get rid of things, they it's, put them off yes. the, on the street, and I, you know, it was time to say goodbye to those things. And you know what that says? It says I'm ready to like buy my own stuff. Yeah, for that sure. I love. It's really powerful. Some people are like, I'm, you know, I loved IKEA. It got me through my 20s. I don't necessarily want to see it anymore. No, and that's not a judgment of where you've been or what that. It's just what it means to you. Exactly. Like because that that's all that matters is what it means to you. IKEA armoire that was in my bedroom, separate like looming from my closet, over you, like such a, a literal block. Of energy and of actual movement. Yes. And when I got rid of that, like, it was like 20 pounds came off my shoulders. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, have less stuff so you don't need an armoire for extra clothes, Elizabeth. Like, we're all good. Like, you can only wear I mean, one outfit at I a time. I just still can't get over that this this stuff works, and it works so clearly. And it's really fun to be here with you guys because you got to experience it. And it's... Everything is shui for us now. It's all we talk about. Everything. <laughs> I went, my friend... Car shui. Yeah. Oh, my friend that's what I'm working shui. on. <laughs> Car shui. Wait, I want to go back before I forget this. Okay. This is controversial. We've experienced it. You've personally experienced it. You were oh, just God. talking about it. Cactuses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone wants to know about this. Season one, that's so retrograde when um, my housekeeper ha- was like pulled me outside and she like she didn't really speak English so we kind of communicated in hand languages yeah or hand signals and she um was like cactus no bad energy you're blocking good coming in right which is one school of thought but let's talk about that more um I mean I think for the if if you are in a smaller space and anything in your life is kind of prickly or harsh I mean no they're great for outside if if you need some protection you live um I have clients where there's been um burglaries in the neighborhood and we'll use like huge stone sentinels and cacti and we'll kind of safeguard the space without that like fake ADT sign that right. you know doesn't mean anything um if you're trying to get pregnant like no um I had a I've moved so much as a single mom. The second house was pretty large and it had this separate meditation nook that happened to be in the attraction area, which a lot of people call helpful people in travel. And I had this beautiful like dual cactus in there, but I love the desert. I love the Southwest. I felt like it worked there. It was in a really cool pot. But when I downsized and I moved to a smaller space, I sold it. I did it. It was lovely, but I just didn't want it. Also, you know, with children, you have to, and, and animals, you have to be practical too of, is someone going to get hurt with this? Right. I don't love them around. Um, I don't like a lot of, I had a client, um, she had this beautiful balcony, has this beautiful balcony off of her bedroom, but her and her husband are, are you know, going through some growing pains and they just had all of these sharp succulents potted out there. And I was like, what if in two dirty brooms and no furniture? <sighs> Ooh. And she's so chic. And I was just like, what if we like reimagined this whole area and we took off these heavy planters filled with succulents, you know, dried, pointy, sharp, and, you know, added, added in some furniture and, and got the brooms off. And what, and that's really lightened the atmosphere just doing that. And she didn't say to him, I'm doing this because she just did it. And now they sit out there and, you know, like right. have a cigarette or yeah. a glass of wine at night and have a moment. 
have a moment. It's all that. about it's the all moment. About. Yeah, you need a spot to have a moment. Yeah. That's literally should be like... Like, tell the story of your balcony where you guys even conceived this. Oh, yeah. So, conceived this podcast. Yeah, it's where... <laughs> it's where we had sex on yeah. the balcony and, um, and gave birth to this show as a result. Yeah, so... Um, that it's we a very, actually sat out there last night yeah, for the first time in a while. It's a very sacred space. And yeah. again, it had a lot of street furniture on it and um, plants that hadn't been tended to. And it, it there was an overgrowth and a, a bit of like an, a non-excitement around a space mm-hmm. that I'm so lucky to have. Like I have two porches in my space. Amazing. Like how do you get that? And like to tend to that and be mindful and then clear it out to make it um, like almost like the word I'm thinking of is like breezy to move in and out within the space like it's it and to be able to look out there and not have it cluttered to have it just like clean that's the biggest thing everything in my eyeline I like to have it be not only a little moment but to be clear a moment and because your front door is the way it is that balcony actually pulls in a lot of the energy that comes into your space so you really want to create a welcoming ambiance for energy it's it's like anything else Um, and that's where I talk about using your detective eyes as you if you've been on vacation or you've been away for the weekend or you just haven't been home in a little while to really look at it and you you know we all intuitively know this information of this looks welcoming this doesn't if I took out that dead bush, like it would be better if I got a new mailbox. It's often these, I call them daily gems. They're just the little things that we interact with every day. And when we upgrade those, it it carries a lot of weight. Yeah. So you just taking some of that furniture off, the dead plants off, you didn't even have to, have to add anything. And it was a whole right. new. I think taking away is, is there's it just does so much. It's not about, as you said, it's not about getting new stuff. No, I used to say it's with editing. closet rich, shop your closet. Like you said, yes. shop your, shop your house. Like yeah. just reimagining things. It's it's so powerful. It's so exciting. I think my biggest takeaway from from what you do and like what I hope that people can take, you know, unto themselves is like a brutal honesty in like looking at your space and asking yourself like truly like is this serving me? And that can be really difficult because we are so emotionally attached to things. Mm -hmm. And that's why you come in. I I kept calling you savage because I'm like, you are just like, you have no time for my like dumb old dead attachments. Because you don't have time for that. No, I don't. But I think having... Steph loves a keepsake. I do. I'm so... what is the word? Not emotional. I am very emotional, but um, sentimental. sentimental. Very sentimental. So, th- but that's tough. But knowing what's worthy of your sentimentality, what has a place, and then also just being like, it's okay. Like I can, I can let this part go. That is, I think, like the real first step in everything because you, it's simple. I, I always give a disclaimer. Like I, I, you know, I can look one way, but I'm like, I'm just super blunt, but none of it's personal. Yeah. And, and it's just, a, I'm going to throw everything at you. I can think of, if you don't like something, don't do it. Like you live here. And um, like release the fear that like, if you get rid of this, like I got rid of those like weird plastic drawers. I'm like, well then I'm not going to have anything for my TV. And then I realized I had two other things that could go. It just like, we th- carry so much stuff. It's yeah. unbelievable And then there's like me. a fear yeah. too, where it's like, I'm not going to have that. It's like, okay. Let it pass. Yeah. You won't have it for a second. The stuff owning you versus the other way around yeah. is not shui. Not shui. <laughs> no. We either start with the home or with the wardrobe. Yeah. That's the way I do it. 
I, I believe it creates the space for intuitive alignment. Mm. And when you're intuitive, intuitively aligned, you at least know your next two steps forward. And you don't really need to know much more than that because you could actually limit what you're going to do. So if you know your next two steps, the divinely guided action, and you're partnering with your space and always knowing these next two steps, I mean, that's the real kismet and the real magic, and it just keeps going and going and going. And then I once we hit that place, I like to come in just once a season and do a little tune-up and mm. just check, peel off another layer, add in some seasonal life, and just like add some fuel to the fire. But it takes on this whole own. And that's the thing, like this... I've been doing this work for years, but I officially launched it a couple months ago, so I can't even wait to see like what happens and you know, tracking the algorithms and the archetypes and just where it's going to go. That to me is, is that's why I'm always like, what's happening? What's well, going we're on? We're so excited and we're so honored Aww. to be your guinea pigs. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We've both seen already magical results. Be magical. Yeah. Um, Good. Um, Tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can see your Bagua chart and all that fun stuff. Um, I have a website. It's MeganWallaceJames.com. Megan with an H, like the new Duchess, right? Um, And uh, the Markle. (laughs) And I'm on Instagram at Megan.Wallace.James. And and I have a Spotify playlist, but that's oh. about, um, you know, like tunes for aligning your Bagua, but I, I keep it that. pretty. And then we have something very exciting, exclusive for our That's a Retrograde listeners. Why yeah. don't you tell them what we're offering? Um, so I created a code, Retrograde, Match. for 10% off um, any of the services. And it's, I work in person between New York and L.A., I'm booking out um, LA for the summer, New York for the fall, and then I work remotely as well. And there's two different. I tried to create something where anybody could get in and get started, and you know, meet people where they're at, and then you know, take the work further if they want. So, so like a Skype sesh. Yeah, cool. Skype or FaceTime. Hi. So you go to the website, you can fill out the intake, and um, then you can book from there. You can pick if you want to do virtual or physical feng shui, and then you know, I feel so grown up having like a website with codes yeah feng shui your business <laughs> yes <laughs> incredible megan thank megan, you we so much you. We love you. happy thank shui you. day Yay. happy shui day thanks everyone <laughs> bye yes that's a retrograde it's time to get rosy okay but not quite roses and thorns level rosy more like rose colored glasses rosy if you get what i'm saying oh i get what you're saying honey i'm talking rainbow optics R-A-I-M-B-O-W-O-P-T-X dot com dot com who has become our favorite purveyor of colored glasses. They are mood boosting color therapy glasses that come in 10 different colored lenses to improve your well-being and make the world a more beautiful place. I currently in my rotation am dealing with the uh, purple which is the I know chakra and the blue, which is the I see chakra. So those are the upper chakras, the third eye, and then the crown. And I have to say that it's just such a magical experience to see the world from a different perspective. Truly. And each color has a mood. Cool colors are relaxing. Warm colors are energizing. And you just simply wear a pair of them and to activate a more positive mental, physical, and spiritual experience. I wore my blue ones to the Dead & Company show and they really complimented the the concert experience. (laughs) My boyfriend stole my favorite ones, which are the blue uh, circles. 
circular. Oh, those ones. are so They're cute. Really cute. But they look good on him. So I'm like, live your best. Yeah, those Go are ahead. those are good fashion. Yeah, very good fashion. Mm-hmm. So as we said, Rainbow Optics, spelled interestingly, OPTX, mm-hmm. um, where it has a beautiful deal for our beautiful listeners. Not only do they get a free pair extra pair with every order they get 15 percent off their order as a whole that's amazing i just was with our friend jade and she ordered three pairs for under 60 dollars. amazing and we have so many of our dear listeners snapping pics so cute and uh showing us how cute they look in the glasses i feel like i really called this in with my fashions you really did the tinted le- the tinted lenses uh, trailblazer in the space, I would say. That's you, Steph. You're really shape-shifting I'm right things. behind Robert Downey Jr. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. So, again, that's head over to Rainbow Optics, R-A-I-M-B-O-W-O-P-T-X dot com. Enter promo code RETROGRADE at checkout for 15% off and your free pair. Um, namaste, seeing color. Yes. And, uh, from rose-colored glasses, we're going to go into roses and thorns. Oh, wow. I love how you did that. Thanks. Roses and thorns. You know what I really like? What? I think what's rosy is that new questions, uh, feature on Instagram because yes. I was like what should we talk about today and the first thing somebody asked was what happened to the roses and thorns wrap great question here's right. what happened to it we don't have clearance for that and as the show has so excitedly grown we're like well, we don't really want to get caught up in legal so that's it went by way of the There's wayside a little legal thing <laughs> called licensing and so that we haven't done it what happened with that sorry but um Great Be down question. with R and T. Yeah, yeah, you know me. But I guess we can sing we can it. Sing it just because it's like a bit. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys didn't ask for that. Sorry. <laughs> what kind of roses or thorns do you have today, dear friend? Um, well, I want you to go first. Okay. I have a thorn, which is an interesting question because somebody asked us about migraines. Oh. And I this is something I've suffered from since I was a wee one to the point where I had cat scans and it was just kind of like a whole thing as a kid in elementary school um turns out i didn't need the cat scans i was just grinding my teeth so i have a Ugh. long time fucking teeth live grinder there. me too talked about this i said this before the best wellness investment i ever made for myself was my mouth guard and i stand by that however it doesn't do anything for the clenching itself So I went a little deeper a few months ago. Um, It's called the masseter muscle, and we don't use it, that clenching muscle that we use. So um, I went and I had Botox in the jaw. And I was preaching the gospel of this to the point where um, Carolyn Barron, our acupuncturist, I would just rave to her. I was like, my headaches are gone. I feel so much more relaxed in my face. And she sent like five of her patients to my guy to do it because... The biggest thing is find someone who know, <clears throat> excuse me, who knows what they're doing because one like wrong placement of the injection and you could go numb in your mouth temporarily and cool, your face. So cool. we're trying to avoid that. So when to, if you want to explore something like this, definitely do your research and find someone who it specializes in the practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, so Rose, do it totally works I thorn botox doesn't last forever phrases it doesn't last forever so as soon as it went away it, the headaches and the jaw pain came back tenfold no because it was as if it was just muted and then it just 
completely got exacerbated. This is interesting because it really speaks to the the, the bow conversation as a whole. So true. Where it's like you're not really helping yourself. No, I disagree because you are ch- changing the movement in your face. Right. So the the um, wrinkle, let's call it, that's constantly being exercised is no longer doing that. So then it can wear off and not be as severe. Right. But if you're still you, chasing you're a dragon. Right. You're still chasing a dragon, no matter yeah. what. But yeah. hey, you know, that's part of uh, the rose and thorn of it yeah, all. That's life, man. That's life, man. So, yeah, the headaches that I've had have been so I know. So I feel so intense, bad for you. But I'm going to go back and... I also feel bad for me because you never want to listen to loud music. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that has been thorny. But it's rosy to find something that works. And you can... I think it was at $10 a unit, it was like... A $200 investment, okay. which I think, you know, if you're doing a cranial sacral work or chiropractor or whatever the case may be, it's kind of all in that realm. Totally. So I highly recommend it. If ever, anyone has any other questions, let me know. Sidebar me. Cool. Um, okay. I have a couple of roses. Yeah. Number one, I want to shout out Shannon McNulty, our listener who works at Glossier, who sent us that incredible fucking <gasps> package. Yes. Girl. You're so amazing. Thank you. Cutest thing to ever show up my front doorstep, truly. Truly. Um, that lip gloss, like, where's a dick? I want to suck it. <laughs> <laughs> There's your commercial. I was literally looking at my lips in the mirror, and I was like, oh, my God. It's it's almost offensive how good they I look. I have some on right now. Yeah, Are I can see poppin'? that. Are they popping? Popping off. Nice. Um, then uh, my other shout of roses, another shout-out to Allison Andra. Andrade, who um, is at Scared Sketchless, who made us those cool pictures. Yeah, so I love how this was all synced up because our friend Amy Z posted a picture that she had done, yeah. and I was like, Steph, and I noticed that like she was friends with all of our friends. I was like, Steph, you have to reach out to her. Yeah, and and you were like, Oh, I know her. This is our friend's wife. It was so synced up. Yeah, and the pictures are so amazing. They're so, so cool. Grateful. It's like I feel like we're Simpsons characters or something. Fully. And then my other rose. This is kind of really random but um so uh, uh you know as we do we live in los angeles which is um this is not a judgment or, or a passing of any kind of this is a safe place yeah you don't have to preface it with that i, I probably do though because you know me um problematic fave so uh we live in los angeles which is a scientology heavy community and um, the, sometimes they pass out like flyers and stuff and they put them on your doorstep or whatever so i got like a Whatever. An invitation? Not an invitation. <laughs> you got the golden ticket. No, I got like, you know, one of those little like these things. What is it? Like a flyer? Yeah. For the Sea Org and asks questions like number one. Have you ever taken LSD or any derivative such as angel dust or PCP? First question. Um, I, I didn't even know that. I don't even think that angel dust or PCP are in any way related to LSD from what I know of those drugs. That's my first problem. This is a rose and a thorn, but it's hilarious. So then on the other side of the thing, there's this. It looks like a little, like, announcement. And it says, Auditors Wanted. I have to read this because it's amazing. Okay. Auditors Wanted. The HGC needs staff auditors. Awful pay. 
tough pre-clears, impossible hours. But we groom staff auditors into the smoothest auditors in the world. And you're cl- and you're closing in on the greatest push in the last 2,500 years. May apply. Many apply. Few are chosen. And then who's been documenting the push for the past 2,500 years? <laughs> I don't know. But like, I love the reverse psychology. Now that they believe in psychology of awful pay, tough pre-clears, and impossible hours, like, like laying it all out. I there took a photo front. of this, and I just I've been like you know every couple of days just going back to it and just being like, this is amazing, hilarious, isn't that wonderful? Unfortunately, I don't have time to join the Sea Org, but thank you so much for thinking of me. Thank side you. Time. Really thank you for sharing it. that. Uh, yeah. So there's that, and then I guess my other rose would be the Harry styles concert which was really fun okay can we talk about how <laughs> your brother sent this to me that so steph you were next to sean mendez yeah and every single like sean <laughs> mendez fan account has these like fan photos of sean dancing and then who's this sassy little blonde right next to him living her best Miss Falconson Bar. Oh, it was me. It was so funny. Hilarious. Of course, I did not know who Sean Mendez was because I'm not like hip to pop stuff. Basically, I only know about pop stuff from you, my brother, and Justine. Right. Otherwise, I'm like completely in the dark. And there was this like cute little boy sit- sitting next to me and he's singing along to the concert. And I just look over at him. I'm like, I'm sorry, do you have the voice of an angel? And then he kind of like laughed. And then my brother was like, You're so dumb. That's Sean Mendez. And I was like, Well, he sings like a fucking angel. Um, That's so funny. But like, uh, dark horse Harry Styles what an incredible performer I had no idea I missed the boat on that because I'm 33 <laughs> just kidding I'm 32 starting to say 33 yeah it's, nice, it's it. nice to ease in yeah 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 get, get mentally prepared I'm 32 and a half so I missed one direction <laughs> um, I don't really have any thorns other than um, you know nothing that's just today was a good day we're going on a vacation slash work trip it's yeah. gonna be really cool and then when we get back we've got more stuff we've got our live show at the grove yeah. joining us will be the one and only kelly levesque yes. one of my favorite nutrition convos we've had on this show for is sure. with her. we're so excited that she's joining us and then for those of you who joined us at the four moon spa we're welcoming back nicole amy schreiber yes our comedy opener queen and we've got glenna gasparian one of our favorite singer songwriters coming in hot with the uh, that's a retrograde theme if mm-hmm. any of you have seen us live you know we love a live that's a retrograde theme performance so. yeah we really try to make it um, more of a variety show than just yeah, a podcast exactly really pulling from all of our connections exactly. and passions and then august 1st we've got the dynasty typewriter show which is going to do a deep dive into everything that's happening astrologically with we Shannon Maganza. the first 50 uh Listeners to buy uh, tickets ahead of time are going to get a dope gift bag. And then we have Julie Goldman of the People's Couch fame <laughs> as our and comedian. Vanderpump Rules after show. Yes, um, as our comedian. And then we have Kasha Conway uh, doing the opening song. She's going to pr- debut, like literally, like world premiere her new song "Woman" at the end of the show. And we're going to have. Just some fun There's surprises. Some really amazing. Can we say one of the things? Yeah, we've got Roots Beauty, one of our favorite yep. uh, non-toxic beauty shops, doing little mini makeovers as you guys walk in. Mm-hmm. Um, so many more fun surprises. We're just gonna leave it at that for now. That we want to see you guys. Sample. Okay, we so hug um, you guys. Head over to that's a retrograde dot 
Facebook.com slash events for all the info. We're so excited to see you in Washington, D.C., and we're so grateful that you guys joined us for Shui Day. Namaste listening, guys. Namaste listening. Yes, that's a retrograde.